Dave, they say it's not about what you know, but who you know. And in this Proximity Podcast, we have a no BS approach. We are bringing you industry leaders with real solutions and real actionable items you can implement for your real estate business. Grab a pen and paper and listen in while we get up close and personal with some of the best in the biz. Welcome back to another episode of the Proximity Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Daniel. My great co-host here, Mr. Jake Dixon. We'll figure it out one day which side you're on. I don't know. Fine. But we're both here. That's all that matters. That's what matters. That's what matters. Glad to be here. Uh, all right. So today we are diving in and we're going to be hitting a topic. Uh, most people would call this time management, where we're looking at time a little bit differently. All right. So we're going to be asking about, you know, how to work the business and not let the business work you. So we're going to be switching our minds a little bit. So let's dive right in. Here we go. You ready to go, Jake? I'm ready. Let's do this thing. All right. So, uh, you know, we were talking about this a little bit and, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of these calls recently, uh, around helping people identify their six figure focus. Right. And, and one key topic that keeps coming up is, uh, that, that people are feeling burnt out. They don't feel like there's enough time at the end of the day to get everything done, or, you know, there's not enough time at the end of the week, or maybe there's not enough closings at the end of the month. Um, but they feel really, really busy. And so wanted to take a little bit of different approach today. So you cool? Let's go. No, I think it's great. Yeah, it's very relevant. Like you said, you've been having a lot of calls, probably five, six calls on average per day, meeting with agents, broker owners, helping them find their next six figure focus, which is step one is identifying the the gap or the problem, right? But then how, where do we go from there and, and providing some clarity on um, how do I make it my priority? How much time do I give it? So definitely looking forward to this conversation today. Yeah. So uh Looking at time, like I know most people call it like priority management and like all these other things, but um, I, something intrigued me because you do something that that with your calendar and it kind of sparked a thought in in, in my head because I know there's several books on this. Like I actually wrote a time management book, right? Like there's all this stuff that's out there, but you do something with your calendar um, that really sparked uh, my interest. So can you tell me like... Um, Tell me about that. And like, how did you come up with the idea of, of this topic right here? So a couple things a little bit, uh, using an analogy and I'll get to your, your question there specifically. If anybody out there has read or listened to the book profit first, you know what I'm talking about here. And if you haven't go ahead and put that on your list, every single person here should read or listen to profit first. So essentially in that book, it makes the argument that when it comes to money, right? Money comes in. Traditional accounting has told us to take the money that comes in, subtract out the expenses, and whatever is left is our profit. And that's how most of us have done our bookkeeping and or accounting. Whereas the book then um, makes the argument it's actually income in, pay yourself first the profit, and then it dictates the expenses and budget from there. But we always put ourselves last when it comes to the breadcrumbs or month over month, whatever's left after expenses. And it's basically the other way around is the argument. And so I share that because time can be very similar to that. I would not go to the ATM and expect to withdraw $50 cash when I know I've got 25 bucks sitting in there. It just doesn't work. Okay. And similarly, I can't walk around saying I want to earn six figures, uh, for example, when my calendar represents that of a calendar with a $30,000 schedule. It, it, the math literally does not add up. 
what I put into this business is in direct proportion to what I get out of this business. And we say things, Nathan, as you know, think like time on task over time. And so to, to kind of tie all this in, I give credit to a fellow coach and friend of mine. His name is Hank. And he, he really inspired me one day, which is what you're referencing. He said, why don't you look at this one big math equation when it comes to time? Stop pursuing something that doesn't exist, which is work-life balance or the, the perfect schedule, trying to convince yourself you're going to stick to it. And he says, look, if you're a believer or you go to church and do that, good for you. And he, he sees it as tithing. So time tithing. If I give 10% of my money to the church in the form of tithing, what would that look like if I gave 10% of my time every week to something like volunteering? So if I'm working a 40-hour week, that means four hours, 10%, is dedicated towards mentoring. And I know we're going to get into this, but volunteering my time. And so that is something that's tr been tremendously helpful to me when it comes to shifting priorities and making sure I'm, I'm not just working in the business constantly. I'm also working on my business and giving myself time, energy, whatever, to do things that fill my cup back up because it is so easy to burn out in this business. And, and we're going to break some of that down today, uh, as you know. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Thank you for setting that up. And that's so right. I mean, how awesome would it be though, to go to the ATM and be like, yeah, I'm taking 50 bucks out when there's 25 without getting like all the fees and stuff, you know, yeah, that'd be right. pretty awesome. However, uh, I, I appreciate the, the thought too on profit first. I know uh, and, and definitely check down below in the link. If you want to, if you want to check that out, like we'll have the link down for that. So you can pick that up. But, um, I love the analogy because a lot of people in our world subscribe to the, to that, that philosophy, as far as like, like running and operating based on that. So I, I love the idea of how do we apply that to our, our, our daily schedule, like our time. And, and, and so I love going a little bit deeper this before we go to actually the 10%, if anybody's listened to this, you said something a second ago, that's like working in the business versus working on the business. Like, can you define that a little bit? Yeah. To, I mean, there's a zillion definitions, but to keep it simple, right? I think working in the business is what most agents or, or brokers listening to this can relate with. You know what it what it is. It's the busy work. It's where you're doing the day-to-day the -day operational type of things. And if we're not careful, that just creates a whirlwind of busyness and we're never actually working on the business, which is the systems, the processes leading us towards things that ultimately I can leverage out and maybe other people can do. Right. And yet we never make time for it. And that's back to the example. It's like when it comes to this time thing, it's it's income in or time in minus expenses equals everything that's left. Well, for most of us, if we operate time that same way and don't put ourselves first and don't make time for the business first, you're going to be doing the same thing. It's whatever's left is available for you. And I think we can all agree that that's like nothing. And again, it, it, it translates into burnout. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, um, all right. So let's, let's go a little deeper with this. Um, I know, uh, you know, you mentioned your friend Hank, I know there's, there's other things. I know you had a coach in the past that kind of yeah. broke some things down like this as well, but I want to talk about kind of the categories that we identified. Uh, if you're okay with that, let's, let's go to the different yeah. categories. And if we were to prioritize our day based on this philosophy, based on this idea, um, what were the things that would we, would we need to consider to make sure that we have on our calendar. So let's look at the whole, right? So, I, and some of you may laugh at this as you're hearing it, but let's just take a standard 40 hour work week. We got to agree on something here. So let's just say 
40 hours a week. So if I, if I take category one, which is time tithing, so like what I was just saying, 10%, 10% of my time off the top is going to be donated or given away, which is four hours. Like practically, I can calculate it. I can quantify it. That's four hours. So I'll ask you back, Nathan, what would be an example of some of the things I can do when it comes to time tithing to help our audience get, get their heads wrapped around what that could look like? Uh, I, I guess if it's going to be like, if it's real estate specific, um, you know, I, I think it could be anything from like doing a charity event, um, doing a, ha- like doing a habitat build, something like that. Uh, mentoring, actually, I think mentoring in your office. Cause I know a lot of times, you know, agents are called upon to help guide other agents, right? Cause, uh, not all the time does a leader have all the time in the world to be able to do that. So I think those would be some considerations that we could classify as a time tithe. Exactly. And, and you could even add arguably networking events and just think anything you do for the greater good that doesn't result in direct compensation. Like that's just what it is. And so that's really category one. So 10% of my time out of a 40 hour work week is now dedicated to time tithing. Let's, let's call it. Okay. okay. So now I'm only left with 90% of, of, uh, of the work week left. So what do I do with the remaining balance of that time? Well, there's a great book, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book. You don't have to be affiliated with any particular brand to still, uh, you know, learn and study that book. And in there, it gives us different percentages as it relates to our uh, our money, our allocations when it comes to, hey, I gross this much money. How much uh, percent of that should I should I give towards things like lead generation, for example? So if we use that standard kind of mathematical equation, what would that look like if I gave three hours per day to lead generation? Mm-hmm. Well, three hours per day times five days a week equals 15 hours. What's 15 divided into a 40-hour work week? 37.5%. So I've already got 10% going to time tithing. Now I've got 37.5% going to lead generation, the very thing that fuels my business. So I'll put it on you again, Nathan. What are what are some of the things that we subscribe to here at the locker room when it comes to what that lead generation, those 15 hours in this equation uh, could look like for, for folks? Well, I, I mean, I've got to say right off the bat, it's the number of conversations you're having, right? You got to have conversations every single day, right? That's, that's probably number one. I think another part of it too, and do you have to be on the phone three hours a day? Do you have to be at networking events three hours a day? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's 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 a little bit of prep too. You know, I know one thing that um, whenever I was transitioning and I had an assistant, like it was a game changer for me whenever I didn't have to worry about my next day. When I walked in and I had my list in front of me, it helped me become so much more efficient. But when I was a solo agent, I know I was spending so much time in that three hour period going, okay, like, Here's the calls I'm going to do today. I actually make the calls, conversations happen. And then the third hour, I was actually planning my next day and and getting into it. So I think those are some things that would be classified as lead generation, as the conversations, maybe a little bit of planning, some follow-up and uh, and doing the activity that's going to produce results. There you go. What about if somebody was, was able to ask us live questions right now, how, could you argue that marketing or even spending time on my technology either counts as lead gen? And if so, which one is in the business versus on the business? Ooh, good question. 
I think there's, well, marketing. Okay, let's start with marketing. I'm not sure marketing is lead generating, right? I, I think marketing is is more of a passive way, um, a passive way to generate the conversation. So I'm not sure I would classify it as um, actual lead generation, no. Uh, to your next point, I would probably say, is it working in the business? Yeah, it's probably working on in the business a little bit. It, if you're talking about like scheduling posts out and doing those kind of things, okay. if it's working oh. on the business, I could flip it another way. I think if it's working on the business and thinking more about the strategy that you're going to be utilizing, that's a different that's a different way to think about marketing too. Exactly, exactly. I'm a, I agree. Okay, so now we've got what 10% for time tithing. We're now at 37.5% for lead gen. So all in, we're 47. Half of my time is practically gone and there's still tons that I have to do, right? In a standard 40-hour work week. Yeah, and that's so to equate that. That's about 19 hours. About, 19, about 19 hours, hours. Are of your 40 hours. There you go. The 15 mm -hmm. for lead gen, the four for time tithing. Right. So what is next in the sequence of, of things is working on the business, mm -hmm. literally on the business. And you said earlier, what's the difference? In is basically I'm doing it on could be or should be other people doing it or at least mm -hmm. planning for the long term gaining some level of of leverage or efficiency through systems and processes that's on the business not in it yeah so so there if I like my coach you referenced earlier challenged me to do at a minimum of one hour a day working on the business a minimum of one hour a day so in a standard week week that's five hours same thing what's five divided into forty. 12.5%. So now tw another 12.5% of my time is dedicated to working on the business. So once more, I'll toss it back to you. What are some bullet point, maybe examples of what working on the business would show up like for somebody listening to this? Uh, somebody listening to this, um, I, it's building systems, right? Like it's really diving into whether it's uh, like the client experience that you have, like stepping back a little bit and going, okay, I have a giant, I have a giant whiteboard in my office, right? It's I'm erasing this thing. And I'm at the top, I'm writing, what's my customer journey look like right now. And I am just sitting back and staring at this and evaluating every piece to see how I can get it better. Right. Or maybe there's some place where um, I could add some leverage to it so that I can get my time back to do something a little bit, you know, just looking at the business as a whole, um, I would say like for me, it's going to be more like whiteboarding and, and diagramming and doing all that kind of stuff. And honestly, breaking things, <laughs> right? Breaking yeah. things a little bit. Um, but I also think it's leading leading the team, right? Like if you've got a team, if you've got a staff, I think that's important to, to really pour back into them and make sure that they understand what the vision is, what the mission is. And if you are doing some of this like vision mapping and breaking things, you know, getting their input on it too, because mm -hmm. they're a part of your journey as well. Um, I, you know, I would also say personal growth and development. I think mm. really spending time, uh, sharpening your own sword, as they say, mm. I don't know who they is, but they say it right. I think it's sharpening your own edge. You know, I, we get book recommendations all the time and I've got a stack of like nine books right over here. And that's awesome that they're sitting there yet. If I don't take the time each and every single day to crack one of them open and, and get a little bit better. Yeah you know, what's the point of having the books, right? So you got to have the time to be able to do that. And that's so if I'm hearing you correctly, it quote unquote counts for somebody to work on themselves by going to a conference, listening to an audio book, reading a book, 
that does fall into the category of working on the business because I am my business. That's By right. working on me is, is essentially working on it as well. And then it's taking that information and applying it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get better and you got to give yourself permission to do that. That is actually one of the hard things. I struggle with that quite a bit, you know, because I want to come in and I want to just legion, 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 like have calls, do all the things. And yet it, it wasn't filling my bucket and it kind of led me to some burnout. And so for me personally, like giving myself permission to slow down and go, okay, I got to, I got to really pour into myself right now yeah. so that I can be better for everybody else. Yeah. All right. Well, so by my calculation, we're already up to 60%, Yeah. right? We've only got 40% left out of a 40 hour work week, which is equivalent to literally 16 hours. And you can see if you're, if you're not careful and, and really intentional about where you're investing and, and, uh, utilizing your time, no wonder we feel the way we do after the end of every day, every week, every month, and just depleted yeah. because we let our calendars control us versus us controlling our schedules. So knowing that, let's take a look at working in the business. We've, we've kind of played this ping pong match and defined in some ways what each of these look like, but I ha you haven't even given me any time yet to work in my business. Right. So if we say, all right, well, let's apply maybe 10 hours, which may not seem like a lot because most of you, maybe it's the opposite. All 40 hours, if you are honest, could be working in it. Mm -hmm. So to imagine trimming that down to 25% out of 40, which is 10 hours, is like I can't even fathom that. So what would that look like? Maybe in the form of working in the business, like appointments and different things well, like that. Who, who might I meet with? And I, and I think that's a, that's a good point. What you just said with appointments, because I think you can actually break down in the business two different ways. I think you could actually go one is to the appointments, right? Like going out and meeting with buyers and sellers and investors and actually meeting with your clients. Like this is something that you have to do. You've got to go be the one to take them on the, the showing potentially right at the listing agreement. You have the relationship, right? I think that's one element of it where you are a key part of your business. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. I think the second part is everything else. It's everything else, right? And that that could be transaction coordinating, the contract to close. This is could be, um, again, going back and looking at like writing an email, following up with you know, like coordinating the closing process or, I, you know, I don't know, signing up for some new technology or something that, that maybe just you squirreled on or something like that. I think that's a piece of it. Um, and don't forget lunch. You got to have lunch. <laughs> so, so let me repeat what I think I heard you. There's a flash of brilliance there. And I want to make sure I got this right. So you're saying actually in the, in the business is a sum total of 40%. Correct. But which is 16 hours. Okay. But there's a difference. There's almost two buckets. Bucket one is all the appointments. And, and like, like you said, let's, let's give 10 hours. So what would that look like? If every day, which is something that we, we teach here at the locker room every day, you had two predetermined appointment slots on your calendar and each one was an hour. Mm -hmm. So if I did that, that's five times two a day is 10 hours a week of predetermined appointment slots. So now when somebody calls you, it's not like, oh my gosh, I got to run, honey, and, and I'll see you later. It's, hey, I'm so excited. I'm actually in an appointment right now or whatever. Okay. But how about tomorrow at 11 or 3? Which one works best for you? And I can only do that with predetermined slots. So I heard you say that, but that was interesting. You said, actually, there's another 15% dangling out there of still in the business. Mm -hmm. But how did you classify it? 
It's the rest. It, yeah, it's basically it's the rest. Everything, else. everything else that has to happen. Everything else that has to happen every single day. So six hours of transaction coordination work if I don't employ a, a, a TC. Mm -hmm. Checking emails, surfing Facebook, staring into space, chasing squirrels, having lunch. Everything you said is like six hours of just everything else. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it, it is interesting. And, and the, the thing about this is that I think this is where most people find them spending most of their time. Like at the end of the day, like as I, as, as we're actually going through this right now, I'm sitting here thinking about like, where do people spend most of their time? It's actually in the rest. It's in the busy work. It's in the stuff that doesn't actually produce any results. And the way I like that this is structured, that this conversation is really structured is, be, is it goes, I get back to profit first style of time allocation, pay yourself first, take care of yourself first, because I fell into a pattern. I don't know about you where I wouldn't eat. Like I was so busy. I'd be driving and stuff and I wouldn't eat. Yeah. And that's not healthy. Like, and you know, we, we, we can't do that. Another thing you said a second ago, which was really, um, really cool idea. Actually, it's a, it's a really smart concept because if you have these different allocations of time, you said an hour. Okay. So I have an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon. What that actually does when you're actually having conversations with potential buyers that want to go out and look at properties, can you go look at eight properties in an hour? You can't, can you? But you can identify and, and narrow things down to where you like, I've got one hour. What are the top three properties that you want to go look at that? Because then it helps you set that standard that you're protecting the time that you've allocated and you're not having to go search around the world every single day for houses. You're not being a, a cab driver, right? So, so let's go back through and, and I'll emphasize your point there, but let's go back through for those of you listening, write this down here. Here's what we just did. We took a 40 hour work week. And there was some strategy to this, obviously, in preparation for, for this podcast. Let's just pretend 10% goes towards time tithing. That's four hours. Then let's pretend 37.5%, otherwise known as 15 hours, is spent on lead generation. Then we had 12.5% working on the business, which is the equivalent to five hours. That's again, things like building systems, growing and developing yourself. You get the idea. Then we applied 25% just a moment ago to working in the business, which is equivalent to 10% of time, actual calculable time. And that's meant for appointments, meeting with people. And that only leaves us then 15% of working in the business for essentially everything else, the rest. That, that, that's the summary of what we just did. And to your point, and, and we're not perfect either, Nathan, but we try, right? Yeah. <laughs> Most people do it from the bottom up. If you wrote that down in the same sequence I delivered it, you're right. Most people spend the rest, the six hours, as 30 hours Correct. or 75% of the time. So if you scroll all the way back up in that order, a, it leaves no time for time tithing, doing something you're passionate about, meeting with people, giving, 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 let alone any time for lead generation. Mm -hmm. And therein lies the root of the problem for most agents through our experience of riding that roller coaster. I'm good for 90 days, then I'm, I got nothing for 90 days. Stop, start, stop, start. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Yeah. So... <clears throat> 
What is the real issue in your eyeball? Eyeball. Eyeballs. I have one. You have one or two. I have I have two. Well, I guess technically I have four. I guess if you're going back old school, you know, but anyways, glasses. What's the real issue in your if you could summarize it? I I think if I could summarize this, it's it's just a mixture of priorities, right? Like we've got to be very aware of where our priorities lie. And what I love about actually breaking it down this way, you know, because we're using a 40-hour work week, right? How many people, how many of you out there listening right now? Maybe you find yourself working 60 hours. And if you actually ran this formula for yourself, you're like, wow, I could totally eliminate 25%. And I'm back to a, a, a healthy living where I'm not killing myself every day, running 10 hours for six days a week. You know what I mean? I think that's good. But it also applies to anybody that's maybe listening that's dual career. Like you could apply this same formula to the time that you have allocated to work the business and still achieve the same results. If, if we keep treating time as this unattainable, just mysterious thing and don't hold it accountable, like literally quantify it, it's going to be this never ending cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're doing here, which is why we said this is a different maybe take on it, is we're taking time where people claim they don't have enough of it, but when you ask them, they have no idea where they spend it. Mm-hmm. it, it but they're, they're so confident there's not enough time in the world and yet they can't even tell you where they're spending it. Right. And so the whole deal here is if you want a disproportionate result around something, and it doesn't have to just be business, then you need to spend a disproportionate amount of time on the leading indicators that produce the lagging result. And all we're doing here, we're not just talking about time. We're not just giving percentages. We are giving actual amounts of time. We're saying 40 hours, 15% equals six hours. And when you get that granular, where it's now down to an amount of hours, that's what I'm plugging into my calendar Mm -hmm. and can see what's working or not working. Otherwise, we're just hallucinating or trying to convince ourselves that, hey, I worked 14 hours today. Okay, great. What did you actually accomplish? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's the result? Right. So this is a big topic and we have time management classes and things that we yeah. do to really dive into this stuff. But if I was somebody listening to this, I know we're, we're bumping time here. What would you say that as far as what we can do here to give them an opportunity to, to maybe even meet with you, Nathan, and how yeah. we can help them? Well, I think, uh, you know, first off, hopefully you've taken it down. Like I, I would say step one, look at your calendar, pull your calendar up right now and, and identify this. And I wanted to say this real point because this actually jumped out at me if you break your calendar down this way, the interesting thing is like, and guilty, right? Like I know you've called me out and I know Chuck called me out a little bit earlier. Where is most of my time right now? Like if I were to actually say, where's my time right now? Like it is probably in the working on the biz phase. Like I'm going on appointments and doing that. And what's the quote? You're, you're the quote master. So what is it? The 80, 80, 20 rule in the calendar. Yep. What's So 20% of your activities generate 80% of your results. Right. And so like what I actually love about this is that it kind of debunks that like this could potentially debunk that myth and say, wait, I can focus on myself while also still getting the results if I'm very intentional about this. So if you're wanting help with this, this is this is something that uh, we do. Like I said, we've been doing a lot of these calls recently around helping people find their six figure focus. But I think more importantly, if you're wanting help and maybe you know what your focus is, you just don't know how to fit it in your calendar. You don't know how to prioritize this. 
then I think that's worth a call. And I would love to have that conversation with you. I know you can reach out to us. So yeah, what you you got to pay attention if if you're in a financial position where you owe back taxes now now you're talking to a financial advisor and you get on a plan because where you pay attention or where you pay is where you pay attention. So it, time works the same way. If you have no idea at, at the granular level how much time you're spending on what, for all you know, like an hour a week maybe is spent on income generating activities and yet you're quick to run to a Facebook group or something and say, well, I'm thinking about getting a real job because I haven't had a closing in four months. Are, I mean, are you surprised? <laughs> so I, 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 I've been on, uh, obviously on calls with Nathan and I've seen what he's been doing, especially lately and the, the raving fans he's creating 15 minute strategy call to find your next six figure focus, take the man up on it. Um, how, how would, how would they go about maybe getting in touch with you? I guess is an obvious question. <laughs> you know, you can, uh, one of two ways, I would say the, the fastest way to get in touch with me, just go to tlrnation.com. You can go to any one of those pages. You can fill out a form there and it'll, it'll come directly to me and I will gladly reach out and we can set up a time. Uh, you can also go to the broker talk group, go to the broker talk group. If you're a broker leader in the industry, if you're an agent, we have another group that's called agent talk on Facebook. Uh, both those are on Facebook. So I'd say go there. And, uh, and jump in that group and then you'll be hearing from me uh, so we can set up a time. But uh, of course, social media, all that stuff, you can get in touch with there too. Awesome. So, so I, yeah, I, I look forward to it. Jake, thanks for this conversation. I think it's it's a cool way of looking at it, right? Taking a, a philosophy that's mostly around like finances and stuff, but then actually applying it to our, our own personal lives and our time. Because I know this, they say time is the most valuable thing. And we only have so much, so much of it uh, that we can spend. So we got to prioritize the greatest equalizer, right? right. The greatest right. equalizer. Right. Well, Jake, thank you, man. It's been Thanks, awesome. Dude. Enjoy this conversation. We'll catch everybody on the next episode. You got it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Proximity Podcast. We hope you'll implement the real solutions and real action items into your real estate business. Be sure and subscribe to get updates on new episodes and join us on Facebook where industry professionals go to collaborate. Don't forget to hit us with your feedback and likes. We'd love to hear from our raving fans. Until next time.